Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. Welcome into the podcast. Um, apologies for taking a couple days off. Hope everybody had a great, uh, thankful Thanksgiving full of good football, good food, good family times, memories, all that good jazz. If you enjoy the content today, as well as the content I brought to you in the past, as well as stuff in the future, please do me a huge favor, subscribe, and leave a rating on this podcast. It'll help me out a ton. Uh, today's podcast, a little bit of a different winger. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was planning on taking the day off today, uh, just doing some personal uh, stuff today, some appointments and stuff like that. However, we do have some news today. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have made a signing. I'm going to touch on it pretty, pretty quick. But uh, I got to talk about, first of all, um, just a huge thank you to everybody who's been listening on, on the podcast. As of lately, just hit the 5,000 stream mark. That is an absolutely huge Huge accomplishment. I'm very proud and thankful and humbled by everybody who has been listening to this podcast. Um, It started off as just a side project uh, for me when I was recouping from a pretty nasty injury a year and a change ago. And it's kind of turned into one of the more focal points of my life. However, uh, with all that being said, the huge thank you to everybody. It's going to be a little bit of a different podcast today. I normally have very calculated, very broke down everything. Uh, but I just kind of want to talk about everything I've seen in the sports world the last few days. Um, I will get back to my standard platform here tomorrow when I get back into the swing of things. But first off, I got to give a uh, round of applause uh, to a fantastic career for Miguel Cabrera. Uh, he has announced that next year, 2023, will be his last year in Major League Baseball. Miguel Cabrera started with the Miami Marlins, uh, Florida Marlins, for back in the days of uh, Josh Beckett, A.J. Burnett. The list goes on. It's been a fantastic career. <clears throat> Excuse me, got a frog in the old throat. But uh, Miggy Cabrera has been a face of baseball for a long, long time. Him, uh, him and Albert Pujols have been stalwarts uh, in, in the baseball league, in the baseball realms, in the worlds um, for a long time. And it's just been a, uh, it's been a huge uh, opportunity for so many people who love baseball like myself to watch uh, Albert and watch Miggy and all of these great players, Adam Wainwright, Justin Verlander, the list will go on, right? It's a very, you can name every great player that's played in the last 20 years, and I could list two podcasts on that. But that's not what I'm going to try and do here today. Um, just want to give some love uh, to Miggy and to his um, to his family and to his organization and to his peers and to his mentors and everybody who looks up to him for the role that he plays in Major League Baseball. And uh, Detroit, you've done him right. You've had, you've been stand by his side for years. He's been the best player in your, your, the history of your organization, at least in my opinion, on my lifetime. Um, if Justin Verlander would have stayed, you could have had that conversation. But congrats, Miggy. Uh, I hope 2023 is an absolute ass kicker of a year, and I can't wait to listen and see what happens and tune in for that. Uh, so that's going to be number one. Like I said, this is a little bit of a, of a different format today than I, than I normally do. So just bear with me. Um, the Astros signing today of Jose Abreu is a bit of a twister, to say the least, for Mariners fans. I am a, uh, I'm a little bit, ang- I'm an umbrella antsy. Antsy is probably the right word there. Um, but here's here's the whole thing <clears throat> that uh, Jose Abreu did win in an MVP at one point in time. He has been a fantastic player. He hit over 300 last year. Facts are facts, right? But the fact that Houston replaced Yuli Gurriel with Jose Abreu, and Jose Abreu can hit the freaking baseball. Like, Yuli Gurriel, yeah, he won a batting title, but Jose Abreu won an MVP. He hit 316 last year. Not a whole lot of power. He sacrificed power for average, which is a great sign of his growth and his overall career. But when the rich get richer, and I really don't like to say this, it bugs the heck out of me, Houston got better today. They got better. 
They went out and said, we, we want to get the best first baseman on the market. $20 million a year, three years. You want to lock them up. Jerry, Justin, uh, man, boys, I'm trying to just put this as frankly and as nicely as I can. Get your butts on the phones. I know they are. I know they are. No, I'm not in contact. Obviously, I'm not in the realms of Mariner's land. But uh, this is a pretty big move. And the fact that Houston kind of struck first today with the first really big move of the offseason besides for the trade for Teoscar Hernandez is a sign that Houston is going wanting to get better, and they did get better, especially with the wins above Guriel and Jose Abreu. Uh, the contract is three years, $60 million, $20 million a year. Uh, there's that. Deion Sanders has confirmed that he has got interest uh, from the University of Colorado Buffaloes, who have been absolutely abysmal and god-awful for a long time about wanting to possibly join up or be the next head coach for call for Colorado. Um, I think the fit is decent. Obviously he can coach, obviously he can recruit, he can do everything needed as a, you know, prime college coach. However, um, when, you know, rubber meets the road, you know, for, 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 for lack of a term, Colorado desperately needs a big time hire. Cause look at the UW locks up Kalen for the next two, 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 three years. Um, Wazoo is on the rise. Cam Ward is a... F- All right, sorry, we're having some slight de- slight technical difficulties, but we're pushing through it here today. Um, let's see here. Uh, Justin Verlander meeting with the Dodgers today. Not doesn't doesn't shock me. All, it was, it's reported by by John Heyman. I'm not a John Heyman fan. I'm not going to get into that today. Um, but it would be an, an interesting fit. Dodgers will find money out of their couch cushions for Magic Johnson to make that happen. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and, uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers with the rib injury, Jordan Love came in last night. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to take about a couple minutes. I'm going to talk about this because there's a couple times I've talked about the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers are smart and they're a pretty smart organization, right? They kind of know what, the, what, what, what you need to cut Aaron Rodgers. You need to say this contract was a bad idea. Nobody wants to play for this guy. He is the captain of the, you know, what squad. And I'm not going to get into that, color, that kind of color profanity. I do my best to not keep it on here i try and keep it away from here excuse me um aaron Rodgers is a bozo the clown he's a he's a you know dude he doesn't even know what he you could aaron Rodgers look himself in the mirror and say who the hell am i that's aaron Rodgers. you used to be an, an mvp multiple time you used to be one of the best quarterbacks in football at one time green bay used to be a destination to come play for and win championship and rings title town as they used to call it at one time those days are over for right now and if the Green Bay Packers are smart, like I said, Jordan Love came in, balled out last night. Uh, young receiver Christian Watson looks good. Um, and NDSU, go Bison. Um, but it's a bit of a conundrum that they find. And the dead money is going to hurt, hurt. I don't even know why they just didn't trust in Jordan Love. He was a first-round draft pick. I know he was late. Like, almost the same draft pick they used on Aaron Rodgers as they did on Jordan Love. But come on. Just give the kid a chance. You don't know what he can and can't do. So... For, for, the, for the sake of Jordan Love and throwing some, not in a proverbial bad joke, to throw some love on this organization, give Jordan Love a chance. Let him play next week. Don't let Aaron Rodgers come back with a partial rib break and his thumb's broken. And, you know, I just, just I'm just going to say, just please give Jordan Love a chance. That's all, that's all I want to say. Um, so I'm going to touch on the Mariners a couple minutes here, and then I'm going to do a deep dive into what I saw from yesterday's Seahawks game. And it's not going to be pretty, but this is what I got. Mariners in the last hour have signed relief right-handed relief pitcher Trevor Gott on a one-year major league contract per via Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. 
Trevor Gott had a 4-1-4 ERA for the Milwaukee Brewers last year. He is a fast, four-seam fastball, cutter, slider combination. Fastball will sit between 94 and 96. Some report 93 to 95, but he's pretty much in the same area. Looks like he's got good strikeout numbers, over 30%. All that good jazz, which is pretty dang elite. It's pretty good. Um, they like the combination of a fastball, cutter, slider combinations like that. Obviously, we've seen with Paul Seawald, Penn Murphy, Eric Swanson, um, Casey Sadler, the list goes on. So this is interesting. There's no money yet announced on this. I'll be kind of finding some more details. I'll dig in and do what I normally do to get more information on that. So I want to report on that. Uh, probably looking at that's probably the, re the replacement for Eric Swanson. So we'll be curious to see what, what becomes of that. He's due $1.4 million for his ARB eligible season. He is eligible for arbitration year two next year. Uh, there has been reports that they have also been in contact with outfielder free agent Michael Conforto, who is a, a Mariner, uh, not a Mariner, he is a Washington native, excuse me. Uh, le lefty bat, came out of, out of the Mets system, High, highly touted prospect, le le uh, good good pop from, from the left-hand side, good athlete, runs well. Um, usually about a 260 hitter, can hit you probably 20, 30 bombs a year. Probably literally like the left-handed version of Mitch Haniger. You never really know what you're going to get out of him, but he's a couple years younger than Mitch, so that might be something to keep an eye on. There have been some uh, reports that they're still in contact with Brandon Nemo, but I think the longer and longer and the more and more teams get involved, the less likely it is that Brandon Nemo will come to Seattle. I'm hearing a lot of reports, and it's been going on for a while, that the Shinsu Chu contract, who is an ex-outfielder, used to play for the Cleveland Indians when they were the Indians before, obviously, they were the Guardians that uh, it's going to be about six years, $120 million. So with that being said, I think that kind of uh, those sweepstakes, for the better lack of a term, are done for, for, for Brandon Nemo. I think we're looking at a Michael Conforto, Andrew Benintendi. Um, I think Benintendi would be a great option for the Mariners, great contact bat. I'll do more of a profile on him as we get closer towards the hot stove and really it starts rumbling back up here in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm still getting over this cold a little bit. So uh, that's pretty much all, all the, the big news. Nothing else really has come out for the Mariners lately. There's been a lot of rumors, a lot of inside stuff. I've talked about Glaber Torres. I've talked about Colton Wong. But I need to spend the next five minutes talking about the uh, the fact that the Seattle Seahawks lost another football game. Uh, I don't know to say another. You know, they've only lost, I think they lost, you know, five, four or five games this year. Yes, I'm a die I'm a diehard fan, but I don't have my stats on me, so apologies for not having crisp uh, crisp stats like I normally do for you guys. But the facts are the facts. The Seattle Seahawks got ran the hell over yesterday. Josh Jacobs ran through us, ran around us, ran to the next county, ran to the next state, ran all the way to Hawaii across the water. I don't get, like it was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. And I got one big meaty topic with this. I'm gonna get to here in a, in a couple of minutes. But the fact that you couldn't stop the run, you're so focused on Devontae Adams, which is going to be a part of the next upcoming thing, a little bit of, of, of a tease, that this game was sloppy, just flat out sloppy. Besides for the fact that the Seahawks came out, got two quick interceptions off Derek Carr, got a couple points off of it, but didn't really capitalize and get a momentum building that you needed to have, right? Geno Smith. I love Geno Smith. We all love, we all love, love Geno. Geno's been a really good fit for our team this year. But here's the facts, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the pure facts. I'm no no disrespect to Geno. Geno Smith had an opportunity to win the ball game yesterday. Failed to do it. Did not capitalize. An opportunity proved to the, to the, to the owners, to Paul, uh, Paul and, uh, excuse me, not Paul, Jody Allen. Rest in peace, Paul. Apologies. Um, to Jody, to John, to Pete that he deserves $30 million a year. And he failed to capitalize on it. 
He failed to prove to us he's worth the money. And a lot of people are going to say, he's still winning you six-plus games this season so far. You're still in a wild-card spot. How, how, how can you say he's not worth $30 million? The money you gave to Denver as part of the Russell Wilson deal, you would be recouping in the deal to give to Geno. And granted, we're going to gain a bunch of money and dead, a bunch of uh, cap-free space with the dead money coming off the, the, the books this year. I get it. But DK Metcalf, great game, right? Uh, Ken Walker couldn't run the damn football for nothing. And I think part of it's offensive line and part of it is him just being too patient or not seeing the gap right. I've been seeing that a handful of times this year. Don't get me wrong. He's incredibly talented. We all know this. If you've been watching Seahawks games this year since uh, Rashad Penny went down, Ken Walker is incredibly talented. He has the ability to be one of the best running backs in football. I wholeheartedly be- believe that. The comps to LaDainian Tomlinson are pretty spot on. LT struggled to start his uh, to start his career, built it in when he was with San, with with San Diego Chargers. But here's the meaty topic that I talked about about a minute or two ago. Um, Pete said for the for this week they didn't scheme accordingly. So you didn't scheme accordingly in Germany when you're in Munich playing against uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, right? Tampa Bay. You thought they accounted for, and that's why they sat Brian Monet and, and brought in Miles Adams, who didn't do anything in that ball game, anyways. That they anticipated a a pass heavy offense with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that they were incorporating Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, that whole squad, right? Julio Jones, all that stuff. Uh, and they ran the ball down our throats. They didn't scheme properly. They did. They didn't see this team the way that they should have seen it. And then again. Today on Brock and Salk, he says it again. We are especially during the press conference late late last night and the uh, post game. We didn't scheme properly. So two weeks in a row, you had prime opportunities to scheme correctly and you failed to do it. Now I don't know whose job that is. I don't know if that part of that's obviously a part of it's Pete. I don't know if it's Shane Waldron. I don't know if it's, if it's a certain special assistant. The point is, somebody's failed to do their job correctly two weeks in a row and has busted us like a beautiful opportunity to be a high wild card seed and be a prevalent and possibly host a playoff game host a playoff game but instead you let josh jacobs run down your throat because Pete carroll said and i'm quoting Pete carroll directly that they were focused on Devonte adams not letting them them, them beat him what's well, funny because he still beat you he still beat michael jackson and Michael Jackson's a good DB. I'm not any trying to slander Mike, Michael Jackson. But the facts are the facts, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages who listen to this podcast. Seattle Seahawks came out flat yesterday. They did not plan accordingly. They did not take this off week seriously enough. It's a, it's a fact. We, I didn't like anything I saw yesterday. Sloppy football. Both sides. The only guy who could do anything was Michael Dixon kicking the dang football. Jason Myers, he had a field goal. I don't really care. I don't. I want points. We want touchdowns. That's what NFL is for. We want to see big-time explosive highlighting plays, and there were none of it. So Pete, John, I don't know who else is in, who else is you know accountable for this, but you need to scheme better. This is no. There's no reasonable excuse to fail to scheme properly two weeks in a row in the National Football League. We make way too much goddamn money to not do it right. So figure it out, and you better do it quick. You know our pass rush on on Sunday non-existent besides for the beginning of the game where I thought Derek Carr was about to start crying his mascara on, on, on the field. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, It's just embarrassing, man. Like the Raiders defensive line is not that much better than us. All they've got is Max Crosby. Chandler Jones has done a damn thing for them all season. He took their money, ran to the bank and got fat and sassy on that money. He ain't done nothing. Denzel Perriman, good player. They cut Jonathan Abram. 
one of their first round draft or second round draft pick at Texas A&M. Like they have nothing, nothing. Josh McDaniels is a decent coach at best. Pete, you let Joshy boy McDaniels rest in peace. John Clayton, rest in peace, my idol. That you let Joshy boy McDaniels beat your butt in your house. Pete Carroll, you allowed the most rushing yards in the history of this franchise to the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, damn good running back. Not taking it away. Top three running back in football, probably right now. Um, If you can stay healthy, knock on wood. But the conversation's not going away. 229 rushing yards is a freaking joke. It's embarrassing. You know, I listen to these guys come on to Wyman and Bob and talk about how they were embarrassed. Quentin Jefferson was on, and he was talking about how they were embarrassed and humbled. Were you? Were you really? Because if you were embarrassed last week, what the hell was happening last night? This is the kind of stuff I want to talk about. This is why I have a podcast. It's because something needs to be said. Full-ass grown men who professionally play football for a living and admitted that you were embarrassed the week beforehand, and it got worse? How did you take this bye week seriously? I saw, I heard a lot of guys going on va- on vacations. That's fine. You're at, you earn it. You work your butt off. Whatever, whatever you choose to do with your with your free time is your own is your own choice. You're a full ass grown man. But you want to come off of a vacation and play like this? You didn't have Jordan Brooks out yesterday. We get blown out of the building. No quarter dicks blown out of the building. It's this embarrassing, man. This loss hurts my soul. I hate to be you know Johnny Raincloud and just be all negative, Nancy. But these are the facts. Bo Jackson, 221 rushing yards. That was a record. I got beat by Josh Jacobs and the freaking Raiders, man. Pete, John, all the assistants, Shane Waldron. Hey, Clint Hurt. Clint freaking Hurt, man. Do your job. Pull your head out of you-know-what and do your damn job. Because this is embarrassing. And I tell you right now, if this continues into next week, it's going to get real loud again. It's going to get real loud inside the old PNW. Emerald City is going to get loud. You got Cal Raleigh, big dumper, in the house. And you pissed away this opportunity. And I know. And I know we got a game this week. Thank goodness. Because man alive. Is that painful. But the facts are the facts. Seattle didn't show up to play on Sunday. I hope they can figure it out for, for, the, for this upcoming game this week. Um, obviously, uh, the ho- Apple Cup on just a light change of pace here. And then I'm going to hop out today. Apple Cup was fantastic. Uh, Michael Penix is Michael Penix. He is the reason and the and he is the catalyst. He is the gear that, you know, moves the engine for this team. You know, uh, Tawalua Papa was great. Ro, uh, Romeo Dunze, wow. Uh, Jaden Polk, man. McMillan, good. I love it. Cougars, you guys, y'all had a great, 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 like, ambience. <gasps> uh, you know, that ballpark, the Palouse, they were ready. They brought it. They brought the hype. They brought the energy. And it was a fantastic ball game. I'm going to be doing a deeper dive into that Apple Cup and the implications, draft stuff, all that good jazz in a different podcast. But that's going to be for today's podcast. Apologies again for, for the break. Um, just kind of taking some personal time with the family, kind of recouping after the holidays, getting back on track. I will be uh, doing a deeper one tomorrow, a longer podcast, maybe about five more minutes tomorrow and do a deeper dive on a couple topics for you guys. With that being said, I'm going to be out for for today. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, let me know if you have anything you want me to talk about. Fan Fiction Fridays needs to be happening. I need to hear some stuff from y'all. Let me know uh, on Twitter, capital P-N-W Professor. You can find me there. Me and my pearly, my, my pearly white face. And my uh, my nice my, my nice teeth not to boost myself but sometimes you gotta have a little a little bit of fun. Anyways, I'll talk I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'll stop I'll stop yapping. Peace.